Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is podcast number 88. Today, I'm going to begin to answer the question, how did America get to the place in its thinking that it is today? What slippery slope did we step on that brought us to the depths of degradation that we are today? I want to take a passage out of the book of Romans, chapter 1, and beginning with verse 18. Remember, the book of Romans is God's story to us about our own sin, about His great redemption, and His plan for us, not only now, but in the world to come. And God lays out very clearly how we digress from the time that we are born, from the time that we begin to know and reason how we come to the point to where we lose all of our reasoning and are not even able to think clearly. America as a whole, as a culture, has lost its way. We have lost our reasoning. We've lost our discernment, even within the church of Jesus, to the point to where we're calling wrong right and right wrong. When we see often God's people and those who name the name of Christ complimenting and condoning and encouraging homosexuality, childbirth outside of wedlock, people living together in sexual relations before marriage, outside of marriage. All of it is okay. And now we've come to the point to where we're choosing what we want to be, not what God biologically made us. But if you want to choose to be a girl, if you're a boy, that's okay. If you want to choose to be whomever, whatever, that's okay. How did we lose our minds seemingly so quickly? Well, it wasn't quickly at all. It was a digression that starts, and God tells us how it does. And I want to just call our attention to that. The Apostle Paul said, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Now, these are the ones who suppress the truth in their unrighteousness. What does that mean to suppress the truth? Suppress means to hold down. The scripture goes on to talk about how that when we knew who God was, we did not give him his rightful place. We didn't want to be held accountable. And because of that, we have lost our ability to reason because the fear of God, giving God his rightful place is not just the beginning of wisdom. Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 7 says it's the beginning of knowledge. You see, when you take God out of the educational system, you take God out of the science books, when you take God out of the history books, you lose your mind because to the degree that you leave God out of the educational system, then you will not know that God is the creator and sustainer of all of life. And if you're just a person who has come about out of random chance, what purpose do you have? What is the reason to live, to go on? Is it just dog eat dog? We're no better than dogs. No, God created us in his image. Every person, red or yellow or black or white, whatever your social economic status, God created everyone in his own image. And he has given us purpose and meaning in life. And when we know God, the one who created us, 
then our life has purpose. And we begin to do what God put us on the earth to do by giving him his rightful place. If you take that away from children, then you are suppressing the truth. If we take God out of history, then we fail to share with the next generation the great miraculous mercies and miracles of God. If we take God out of biology and science, then we end up where we are today when a boy can say, I no longer want to be a boy. I'm a girl now. And a girl can say, I don't want to be a girl anymore. I want to be a boy. And they can switch back if they want to. You see, that's the type of insanity. How did we get to that place? Well, we started by holding down the truth that we knew. What is the truth? That there is a God, and He is above us. He is transcendent. The Scripture says, Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. Now, what that means is every person is born with an intuitive knowledge that there is a true and living God somewhere. They may not know his name. They may not know his acts. They may not know his deeds. But every person is born with an intuitive knowledge that there is a God. You see, it's just natural. It is supernatural. When God places in us the intuition that there's someone greater than we are, we didn't just come up with that. God placed it there. And he says it's in every one of us. And it is subjective. It's internal. It's intuitive. But it goes on to say in verse 20, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his omniscience, he knows everything, his omnipotence, he's all powerful, his omnipresence, he's everywhere, are clearly seen being understood, really understood by the things that are made, the sun, the moon, the stars, the seasons, everything after its own kind reproduces. All of this are signals and signs of a pattern, of design. That means there's a designer. That means there's a creator. And when you take that away from people, then darkness begins to come in. Light is snuffed out. The scripture says, what can be known of God, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that no one has an excuse. I used to be asked when I first was saved and started reading the Bible and people knew that God had called me to preach. I think they always gave these classic questions. Well, what about the people in Africa? What about the people in China? Well, first of all, people are not concerned about people in Africa and China. If they were, they'd live differently than what they do. But that's a preacher stumper because somehow they can think if they can stump the preacher, then he'll leave them alone. But the fact is, The Bible says, no matter who you are, where you are, what family you're born into, what continent you're on, that you know there is a God. And you have to choose deliberately to believe there is no God. And you do that because you want to live ungodly. I often used to have people in the pastor come up and say, well, so-and-so, my son or my daughter or my husband or my wife or my cousin is not coming to church because of the preacher, or they're not coming to Jesus because of a deacon, or they're not coming to because of a... No, let me tell you why people don't come to Jesus. They choose not to. They're dead in trespasses and sins, and their wicked heart is blinded. You say, oh, you can't say that because they're morally better than someone else. Well, they may be in your eyes. But the fact is, someone's not morally good who steps on the blood of God's beloved son and fails to surrender their lives. See, the greatest sin in all of the world is failure to surrender to the God who made you. The greatest sin in all the world is unbelief. It's disbelief. It is saying, I'll run my own life. God, I don't need you. You see, even that is part of the darkness. 
God has placed a witness within every person, no matter where they live, where they're born, what family they're born into. There is an internal witness that there is a God. And then we can see in nature, in the rhythm of the seasons, in the seeds and the trees and the plants and all that there is in nature itself, in the animals, we can see and know that there is a pattern to it all, that there is a God. And when we turn our backs on that, the scripture says our foolish hearts are darkened because although they knew God, they did not give him his rightful place. They did not glorify him as God and were unthankful. They were unthankful. They had no gratitude. They were entitled. They believed God owed them everything, but they became empty in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. Let me just say this to you, and I hope you never forget it. Intellectual darkness is always preceded by moral darkness. For decades now, we've heard that education is the great panacea. It is the one thing that cures all ills of society. That's a lie. You see, education in itself doesn't mean anything. The content of the education means everything. Because when you and I leave God out of our knowledge base, because the fear of God Putting God in his rightful place is the beginning of knowledge. To the degree that we leave God out of our knowledge base, whether that be science, history, biology, arts, music, then that's the degree to which our educational system is in darkness. And so the Bible says that their foolish hearts were darkened. Do you realize that the most, this is documented, the most educated society and culture and nation there has ever been on planet earth in all of its time was germany at the rise of adolf hitler when darkness had gripped the entire nation you see because they had left god out of their knowledge base i'm not talking about a religious experience there were plenty of churches in germany but they had departed from the word of god and thereby their discernment was darkened to the point to where they followed a madman. How does that happen? The same way it's happening in America today. We're being deceived. And the church of Jesus Christ, because we fail to believe God and take God at his word, and because shallow preachers have been called to preach and pastoring churches where they're giving pious platitudes and putting out pablum that do not feed the flock of God, And there's prosperity preachers that are just talking about getting rich and healthy and wealthy and wise. And you see, all of this kind of thing is coming home because we have forsaken biblical doctrinal preaching because it was not politically correct or it wasn't pragmatic. It didn't make the people shout and laugh and all of those things. Then we have turned away from it and our hearts have turned away from God. And the result is what we are seeing. We are reaping a horrible harvest of turning our backs on God. What is the answer? The answer is for those of us who know the Lord to repent of our own sin, turn to God with everything that's within us, commit and consecrate ourselves to God and our minds to God and our language to God, everything that we are to God, the totality of our being, to present ourselves to God as a living sacrifice and ask him to make us instruments of righteousness that we could call a wayward nation back to himself. So we need to repent. We need to pray. We need to pray like we never have before and ask the God of heaven to have mercy upon us. And then we need to preach. 
And we need to tell the truth to people. And we need to be more concerned about telling the truth in love, not to hurt people, but to tell the truth in love, not to spite people, but to tell the truth in love and be more concerned about obeying God than being liked by everybody, even our own family. You see, the fact is, God made us to do the right thing. Let's do the right thing while we're on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.